and welcome to Wine with Meg and Mel. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, joined by Master of Wine, Meg Brotman. Meg, we talk a lot about decanting, or we ha- we have been known to say this this wine's all right, but it could benefit from decanting. So, what are we doing today? I've got every possible permutation and combination that you could do with decanting. I've got wine wings glasses versus decanting versus just putting in a normal glass versus using an oxygenator versus just pouring it out of the bottle. I love it. I know. So it could be quite fun. Now, it's it's not blind, obviously, but it's no. going to be um, – interesting to see and I've tried to get the same glasses but I actually needed 10 glasses or eight glasses oh, yeah there's so got a lot of glassware so in front of us they're a little they're kind of similar in shape apart from the wine wings glass but more to that later so we're gonna see if there's any merit behind what we're saying every yeah. time we're like yeah there's news to canting it's like yeah. mm, let's see it let's put it to the test yeah see if it actually does anything okay I love this first what you been drinking so I've brought it out for you so I was at Dan Murphy's getting the wine the other day for tonight's episode and remember I was talking about Ciccoli last week Mm -hmm. the Vino Verde and I thought I'll just have a look at Dan's and see if they've got one $13.30 effing delicious oh my god our listeners love a value find it's Alvarino so Alvarino yeah 12% spritzy acids contained often with Vino Verde it can be battery acid acid yeah it feels slightly dilute on the palate. Okay. But for me, that's just saying put an ice cube in it. Yeah. Summer 24. I tell <gasps> you what, this is going to be the, the, Ooh, the year of Vino oh, Verde. I'm going to have to have a sit. Is there anything in there? There's here. Oh, here. Yay. I okay. Oh, I'm tasting it live on here. So the spritz may have Ooh. gone a little bit. I opened it last night and I handed a glass to Pete and he just went, oh, that's awesome. $13.30. Mmm. Yum. How good is it? See how I mean it's quite very light in the body? It's quite floral. That is yummy. Yeah, nice call. Yep. So that's I, I brought that out especially. So it's going to be my new drink. And I kind of feel like I'm being healthy because it's 12% <laughs> alcohol. It feels a bit moderate. Um, yum, 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 yum. If you ever write like a health book, I'll buy it. I'm happy to live by your rules of yeah, health. Yeah, well, there was that guy we talked about a couple of years ago, remember, who said um, eat French fries, have sex and drink wine. Do you remember? I do. And that was he was a French professor of nutrition, I think, for the government. We'll take it. Yeah, it was absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's my lifestyle. Everything, look, we say everything in moderation. Yes, exactly. Um, what else? Fun fact. Fun fact, it's, it's – it's more of a survey. So the European Union are, Union are mm-hmm. wanting everyone, they're wanting nutrition labelling on wine. Mm-hmm. And I yes, just wonder yes. what people think. I, it's brought to my mind today because we had a meeting with the Australian Grape and Wine, which is our lobby body today Yep. Um, at your place of work at Dimension Don. Yeah. And it was raised about all the things that have to go on to labels because if we have the container deposit scheme for Queensland and South Australia, we're going to have to put that on the label. We've got the pregnancy. <gasps> I know. Labels la- are getting ridiculous. Logo. We've got the standard drinks. We have to put a QR code on potentially for the for the nutrition labelling. Do people want to know? I mean, I know when I go shopping and I see um, 
edamame puffs. Yeah. Right? So I think, oh, healthy snack. Yeah. I turn them over and I turn over my favourite Smith's yes. salt and vinegar chips. The, num- the amount of calories per 100 grams is exactly the same. But yes. when I buy a bottle of wine, I'm not I'm not planning on being healthy, I guess. I'm not no. worried well, about Well, there's only really alcohol and sugar, the two things that are going to determine yeah. calories. And so, like, if you're going to buy a dry Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, they're all probably going to be the same. And as I've said, a 120ml glass of wine, of a mm-hmm. dry white wine, is between 85 and 90 calories a glass. Yeah. So it's it's not huge. My point of view, we're going to put up a survey, so please go to our Instagram, by the way, and let us know what you think on this. But my point of view is that it can only be a good thing for the wine industry because Ooh. people don't realise how low Little. calorie wine is. Everyone thinks like, oh, vodka soda, but like it's the same to have a dry wine mm. that's not too high in alcohol. It's basically you're concentrating uh-huh. a glass of wine into a 30 mil pour. So it's, it's the, the alcohol. Yeah. yeah. So I actually think it'll be good for the wine industry if it's forced upon us, but I it's just, just annoying Where are we going to put it? Where will we ever put it? Literally. We have, and what about, you know, with, with importers bringing wine in, do they have to do the container deposit scheme thing as well? So this mm. is where you have to have a new label return this and you get 10 cents. Yeah. Um, which was introduced into South Australia many years ago. When I was a kid, it existed, so we used to collect all our parents' beer bottles and stuff and race up and get five cents back. <laughs> um, but I'm just looking at this label. They've got drink-wise, vegan, recycle the bottle, standard drinks, pregnancy label. Mm. Crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Barcode. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So that's, it wasn't really a fun fact, I know, but it was no, just something that's been on no. my mind and I just wonder what people no, – are people of a fact. aware of it? Yeah. Um, and what do they think? Well, please it? go to our Instagram and, and let yeah, us know. let us know. Yep. Um, okay, that's it. We are going to taste some wine and see if decanting has made any difference. You've done a really good job of preparation today, Meg. I know. I've been planning ahead. So the wine that we are drinking is thanks to, I think it's Dom at my local Dan Murphy's. You right? I'm taking it. I thought you were reading it. Um, I went in and I said, I need to have, um, we we discussed doing old versus young, yep. and he said, "Oh, I just tasted." And he showed me the cellar release wines, and he said, "I had had this, and it didn't really need decanting." I think you're better off with the young wine because the difference is going to be more evident. Okay. So we discussed using Shiraz versus Cabernet, and they had because they've got all those usually fantastic cabinets in yeah. the wine cabinets with the wine. He took me over, and I got to taste the wine. I went, "Oh, it's absolutely perfect." Oh, that's so great! So it is a Chapel Hill. The MV Cabernet Sauvignon, I think nice. it's twenty. It's twenty twenty one. It was around the twenty three dollar mark, so we didn't want to spend. Yeah, too okay. So much. we're approachable. We're we're talking everyday drinking type. Uh, Doesn't make a difference. Where is it? It's fifty seven dollars for two. So what's that? Oh, it's getting up there. It's only no, thirty dollars. Yes, yeah, almost thirty, but still mid range. Yep. yep. So what I've done is the first glass that you've just poured is straight out of the bottle. All right. Are we tasting now? I want you to then do the next one, which is the oxygenator. So not tasting yet? No, I want okay. to compare them. Okay. So. 
So the oxygenator looks like a pourer, but it's got like a porous um, thing. Like a ceramic sort yeah, of pour in it. within it. And so it makes the wine go through like a little journey yeah, <laughs> before so it, it comes out. Almost bubbles through. Yeah. So the reason I'm asking you yeah, to do that bubble. is one bottle was used to decant into a normal glass, a wine wings glass and the decanter. Then I wanted to have this fresh bottle opened. So we taste it straight out of the bottle and oxygenate it. Yep. Okay. So let's go straight out of the bottle. Bottle. Smells lovely. Mm. Cabernet, McLaren Vale. McLaren Vale, yeah, okay. Ooh. But you can kind of see why I chose it because it's got that very young tannin. Does. Raspy, very grippy, leaves your mouth quite dry, dusty. Yeah. Um, lovely Cabernet fruit. But this isn't really about, I guess, about the fruit. On the mm. nose, it was quite expressive. It is expressive on the nose. Normally, a wine that I think needs decanting, I find it doesn't give as much on the yeah. nose. Um, so, but that was all right on the nose. So let's, I'm really interested to see how it. So the oxygenator. Oh. So the glass after that is poured in at the same time that I decanted into the wine wings. So I wanted to see what it looked like in a normal glass decanted. Do you want to describe wine wings again? Wine wings is the Riedel glasses which have a flat bottom. They look like the Darth Vader masks. So they've got a flat bottom and their aim is to act as a decanter and a wine glass. Yeah. Very ugly but maybe super functional. So what we're comparing here is oxygenator versus straight into a normal glass versus into the wine wings and then the decanted wine is the last one. I don't know if I can determine any difference between freshly poured and through the aerator. No, I agree. Yeah, I got nothing. Mm. The aerator seems a bit more plummy. If that's a thing. As opposed to what was it, if not I plummy before? I see a little bit more of the herbal notes in the first one yeah. and the second one it seems like, that, which is the oxygenator. Oxygenator. name. It's like something out of Mission Impossible. <laughs> it sounds dun, like dun, dun, a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> the oxygenator, it seems a bit more plummy. But Do not hugely different. Do you think it's different. like um, improved it? I'll be honest, I think it's almost dulled the fruit on the, on the palate. <laughs> on the nose it looks – it just seems the tannins seem a bit more rawer than the first one. The fruit seems to be dulled. Hang on. Hang on. No. D- no? I get barely any difference. Okay, I'm just pouring the decanted wine. So these were all decanted. It'd be almost two hours ago now. Okay. And that is what we generally recommend. Yeah, an hour to two hours. And this is not um, like a super crazy decanter. This is every decanter you've ever seen. This is like the classic. Yeah, the flat-bottomed decanter. So are we pouring Yes, into the last one. i tell you which one does make a huge difference just on the nose because I'm just nosing them now. I'm is nosing the, them. 
That but, makes you sound so ranking to say I'm smelling them. I know. He knows the wine, darling. Knows the wine. You know when you do wine shows, he knows the wine. He knows the wine. Um, that is, the wine wings is hugely different. Whoa, oh, I haven't done the wine wings Sorry. yet. Have you already done it? What are we doing? I'm just, I'm just nosing. Oh, you're nosing. Gotcha. Sorry, gotcha. just nosing. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. So just talking about can, the differences in the nose, shall we? And can we um, maybe take a step back? What is the theory behind decanting? Right. So the theory is that wine is in a in a glass bottle under corks, under screw cap particularly, is in a reduced environment. So there's yes. no oxygen. The only oxygen that potentially is there is that headspace at the top of the wine. Yeah. But mostly when we bottle wine, we actually evacuate any oxygen out of the bottle and we leave nitrogen in. So when we fill the wine, there's only a little bit of nitrogen. Yeah. Now the cork producers and the cork users believe that oxygen passes through the cork into the wine, mm-hmm. aging the wine. Science is kind of against them, <laughs> but we'll just leave that one leave there. That it's one. a separate issue. <laughs> so what we're trying to do, because it is in a reduced environment, it's been closed off, it needs yeah. a little bit of exercise. So by oxygenating it, which is what all of these processes are doing, aerating the wine, you're getting air into the wine, allowing the aromas to be released. Because as we know... 70 well a lot of aroma and flavor compounds are volatile which means they need air yeah. to be released. Yeah. So they are decanting is supposed to release the aromas, release the flavors and at the same time soften the tannin. So by having mm. oxygen come through and soften the tannin. Okay. The science is is very very vague because we don't really know the role of oxygen in potentially ageing of wine apart from the negative effects. Yeah. We don't really know what the positive effects. We believe that it has an effect, but we just haven't really done the science behind it. So we've kind of both agreed that on the nose and on the palate, the straight out of the bottle and the oxygenator didn't work. No. I'm just loving that term. <laughs> and so now we're moving to the decanter, is that right? The decanter is the next so one So what we have is, you no, know, the next one you're testing is just wine poured into a normal wine glass. Oh, a bit early. At the, at the same time nice. as the wine wing. So you've got normal glass, as yeah. we would do at home, and we often say leave a glass and go, come back tomorrow. Yep. Then we have the wine wings, which is acting so as So how long has the, these glasses been sitting here? be two hours. Two hours. Oh, cool. Nearly. Okay. Yeah, I did it about 4.30. Nice. Okay. So all three. So this one, the wine number three, is poured into a standard wine glass. And we want to see if it looks any different to the first one. Mm. I think they kind of look the same. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Then at the same time I poured the wine into the wine wing, so the wine with the flat the glass with the flat bottom, which is probably what, fifteen centimetres in diameter? Yeah, it's huge. Yep. Um, and then it narrows at the top. So it's like a tulip almost. And like the concept is that it's almost meant to be a decanter, decanter. and a glass in the same thing. Um they look a bit crazy, but I'm smelling it. 
and it's night and day. It smells like it's bringing out this perfume and red fruit that I wasn't otherwise getting. I agree. There's a violet character. There's a there's a sort of red cherry raspberry yeah. to it. That plum is really lifted, but a yeah. real red plum, not a dark blood plum. The the um, I wouldn't say greenness, but that little touch of herbal undertone is really backed off. People always make fun of these glasses because um, they're like, that's so excessive, Mel. Like, why do you drink out of these? But then I'm like, taste it. And people, they really do. Like, when you give it to someone to drink out of, they're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. They are very showy. It's like seriously wine wank shit, mm. but my god, they—it's—it's it's justified in this case, I think. So palette wise, I'm not seeing a huge amount of difference. I think the tannins are sort of the same, Agreed. the fruit profile is the same, but it's certainly much more aromatic Absolutely. than the previous one. Yeah. So I don't know. It's um, it'd be interesting to see what the last one looks like. I mean, what are they called? Wine wings. I'm gonna have a look what they're worth because they're. I don't think they're cheap. <laughs> no. And in fairness, these are Nibiolo Pinot wine wings. They're not Cabernet Ooh. wine wings. Well, I didn't want to buy the Cabernet. I bought these for Pete and he just yeah. went, oh, they're stupid. Okay, so one one glass is $70. So that's what you're up for, people, if you, if you want to do it. I love them. It's something I'd buy. It's something I'd put on my Christmas list, to be honest. I'd love that as a Just get a pair. Yeah. You don't need a lot of glasses. You're all nerds. You'll love it. Like, and we... Did I pay that? Because I have like eight of these. I can't have spent that. No, we had Mark in and he gifted us a few when he left. That's why I've got the extra. I actually had bought some. Oh, had you bought some? Yeah. Yeah. He gifted us like... That's right. But like... One of each varietal. So if I open Reason the Chardonnay, Chardonnay, everyone else gets a shit glass and I have the wine things. Same. And the, <laughs> but the Chardonnay one that we've got is like super fine. It's like a prototype. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. It, it is beautiful. You can, it almost shimmers. It's so thin with the, the glass. Oh, this is the main thing that makes me sad about having a baby is I'm going to have to pack all my glassware away. No, you don't. I have this massive cabinet, though, oh. that's, like, on the ground. You've got a while. I do have a while. Elliot didn't walk until he was, like, 15 months. Okay, or, so I've got some time. I've got some time. Or scooted on his and- bum. Left leg, we used to call him, because he would scoot down the hall with one leg. That is quite an image. <laughs> very cute, very cute. <laughs> all right. Have we done them all now? No, the decanter. The decanted one. So what this has done, it's it's literally been poured into a flat bottom decanter with air. So I didn't, you know, I didn't um, not aerate it. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting there for nearly two hours, which is about time I didn't shake it or anything. So really, what this should do is it should start to soften the tannins. It should lift the fruit, and again, I've put it in exactly the same glass as all the other wines that's not in wine wings. So we're comparing like with like. I see more perfume in this one. I was going to say the nose is really nice on this. Like it's, it's not as perfumed as the wine wings. I don't think, but I almost, it's this, it's this depth and complexity. And it makes the wine, I don't know, wanker, graphite, (laughs) lead pencil. Smell it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see it. It's kind of it's so it's violets and 
Yeah, it actually has transformed the wine. Yeah. yeah. On the nose, but I... I, On the nose. Okay, let's go palette. Yeah. It feels... I don't think it's softened the tannins, but the mid palette feels... It feels more complete. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like it's it comes into your mouth, and rather than sort of do that classic donutty thing that yep. Cabernet can do, it fills out the mid palate, yep. and then you still have the the tannins feel the same. I don't think that they've changed, but it's probably not enough time, and it's a very young wine. But it does. It certainly it fills it. Yeah, it yeah. Makes it, 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 it feels more complete, and um, maybe the flavors. It, I, I don't know. They're just showing a bit better. They're a bit more integrated with each other. Yeah. Okay. So, what would be your take, take home take home message Ooh. from this? I wouldn't do the oxygenator seriously. Never. Yeah. No, that's not that was not worth it at all. Um, <laughs> I would. But it sounds say, good and it looks fancy. Yes, I would say if you have time and it's really important, a dinner party or something. Do it, but don't do it every day. Like, it doesn't make a huge enough difference that if you just open a Thursday night wine, it's no. fine. Just drink it. Um, but if you do have time and it's special, it, that's worthwhile. Yeah, I and agree. And wine wings, I uh, yeah, we kind of covered it, but. Invest. If Invest or it's a good present. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. Uh, but these Ask are, for it for Christmas. Yeah, because let's face it, we've all got everything. But one thing we have neglected, Therese, and another reason we do decant is if we have an old bottle of wine and That's has true. sediment yeah. in it. So, you know, if you look at the fancy people, they do it over a candle mm-hmm. so they can see the sediment. Um, I, basically, if you hold your, your bottle horizontal and your decanter almost at the same degree, you can – still see if you've got sediment in it um but try not to get the sediment because it is tannin and acid and it is pretty gunky yeah yeah. um so try and avoid it but most people aren't drinking wine that old no, so no, it's pretty rare. I think on a day to day basis, I was I was kind of tempted to do the um, Argentinian Malbec that we said a couple of episodes oh, ago that, that needed was it. needed it. Yeah, but then I thought we've tried that, so I wanted to try something, something different new. and also something that people may want to buy. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that, that was, was it was definitely worth doing. Um, wine wings would be my favourite for a Thursday night, which is totally. What this is. Sorry. Which it is. Yeah. The decanter. Um, We're not getting paid by Riddell, by the way. We just like that glass. No. The decanter. <laughs> um, well, it does two jobs, doesn't it? I can't it be bothered washing my decanter. Oh, and if you do decant, pull your decanter out of the cupboard, splash a little bit of wine in it and rinse it mm. before you decant. That's a good tip. Because it's often dusty. dusty or if you feel the need that you have to rinse it with water, rinse it with some wine so you're not getting any residual. And if they Don't are really in. dirty, steridant that they use for dentures. Yeah. Cleans them. Ah. Oh, the other thing that I use is Milton's, which is used – you'll get used to this. Milton's, it's like a bec- antibacterial solution for baby's bottles. Oh. And that cleans. Yeah, okay. okay. So, there's my top tips on decanting. Nice. But every day, the only problem with using these ridiculous Darth Vader <laughs> glasses is 
They don't fit in my dishwasher. No, they're a hand wash job. And they also don't fit in my drawers that hold my glasses, so they have to go in a special cupboard all of their own. Yeah, well, that's what I love, my special cupboard. Like I have a full like stack of shelves that are all Well, you just have to put a door on it. True, and like latch it to the wall or something. Yeah. You'll yes. sort of, but you've I'll got, a, you've got a while. The baby's like for the first six months. <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> um, right, so. Now we have a final drop. Do you have our final drop? Oh, I do. Um, I have to go and get it. Okay. Pause. We'll pause. So for our final drop this week, we have City Winery, mm-hmm. which is from, and this is what I'm so excited about, the Granite Belt. Oh. Queensland. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of Yay. container deposit scheme. Oh I've never had Queensland wine. Same. Well, I have actually, but um, it, it wasn't fantastic. Anyway, this is for. Cheers. <laughs> oh, was, you know when you do, you do Noosa and you go to those wineries that are up in the hills and oh. they, they literally exist for tourism. Yes. They don't exist yeah. to make great wine. Like those fruit wine places. Yeah. yeah. And it was making fortified wine in Queensland. Okay, okay. okay. So, yeah. Got you. It was not great. Um, City Winery is proud to introduce our latest creation, the Singularity, a new wine blend concept we're calling Van Pesh, which is rosé plus skin contact white because pink plus orange equals peach, right? That blues the line between a savoury rosé and a chilled red. So the Singularity is a celebration of the power of blending, a true embodiment of the idea that the whole is often greater than the sum of its parts, which I completely agree with. Uh So it's... Very funky. I've chilled it down. City Winery. It's uh, looks like a dark rosé. Yeah, it does. It's it's. It looks like a very dark rosé. Might just rinse my glass because it's going to make it look even darker with the yeah. cabernet in it. Um, I am excited. This looks appetising. It does. It looks beautiful. The colour's fantastic. Uh, it's like the anti-like those Provence rosés. It's like the opposite of that. Well, look to be honest, it's probably playing to their strengths. You know, eighty percent is Pinot Gris that was fermented on skin, some of which was kept Yum. on skins for three months post ferment. The remaining twenty percent is a Shiraz rosé that was foot stomped by three hundred plus fans at our inaugural rosé festival right here in Brisbane. Oh, How cute is that? That's cute. Both parcels were basket pressed and matured in old French oak for six months. Meg, I know that's something that will be on some people's minds when they hear foot stomped how like how hygienic is it once to foot stomp wine well okay um not well (laughs) (laughs) but no you go through fermentation yeah yeah so that takes away anything that's like disinfecting disinfecting the wine because you're producing alcohol so I, i hate to tell you people there are have been ferments with dead birds in them caterpillars um you know, they're all sitting there going, do you should really be yeah, saying Yeah, I'm like, are this? we sharing this? Yeah, we're sharing this. <laughs> um, it's making wine is not hygienic. I work with a French winemaker who when we were tasting the wines at the top of the tanks, he would spit the wine back into the tank. Okay, that's too far. That was gross. I was just like, hmm, Yves-Marie, is that really what we're doing? Like, Did you I- just name? <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't give you surname. <laughs> a little bucket that I would spit into because hygiene is key as you know in a winery so you don't want extra wine because the wine if it's sitting around gets vinegary and he would taste the wine and go "Mm, c'est bon c'est bon c'est bon and spit back into the tank and I'd just be like okay but then I think about it moderate temperatures fermentation alcohol it's going to kill it and then we add sulfur dioxide so anything 
you could could see foot stomping as terroir. <laughs> We've been doing it for millennia. Yes. I so, think and we're not dead yet. The key thing is just to assure people there's no bacteria because it comes out in fermentation. And we, for the most part, add sulfur dioxide, which is yeah, which we'll talk about in our next episode, is both disinfectant and antioxidant. Yes. So it has two roles. So back to the city wine that's had the f- toe jam in it. Oh, no, don't say toe jam. <laughs> um, beautiful colour. I had a taste, Meg. I love it. Mm. This is down my alley. I want some. No, that's good. Oh, I wasn't sure if you'd like it or not. You're sometimes up, mm, I can't tell with you with the different type stuff. Well, I was a bit worried because it says here the Pinot Gris has great texture but no flavour. But low <laughs> low on flavour. They literally say that. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, so I'm okay, but actually. Honest tasting notes, I love it. They may have written this when the wine was first bottled as well. I think mm. you're starting to get some of that apple Pinot Gris aromatics. There's mm-hmm. definitely a sort of a Shiraz spice in there. Um, yep. It's just an intriguing, gluggable wine. I hope that's what you're going for. I hope this isn't supposed to be serious wine. It's got an incredibly long finish, though. Um, it's got great texture. It is, like, textural but still crunchy, long finish, strawberry spice. It's yum. And it'll go very well with our tofu tonight. Mm, yeah, it will. Mel's on tofu now. She can't eat meat. I have to stop being able to eat meat. <laughs> and we're having saucy, spicy tofu with uh, chilli crisp and pickled cucumber. Oh my God, you eat so well in this house. It's dead easy. Um, yum. Hey, this is wonderful. Well done, City Winery. Yeah, well done. The Singularity, it's called. No idea where it's from because, of course, oh, hang on. I just, <gasps> what, $30. Meg, I'm so happy you listened to this. Oh, God, Mel's thrilled. I think you found a what, new fan. What did you What did you think of the text you read on the back? What did I think of the texture? No, the, the text, the copy on the back. I didn't read it. Did you read it? Okay. The refreshing citrus and floral notes of Pinot Gris are seamlessly melded with bright fruit flavours of Shiraz Rosé, resulting in a wine that is crisp, lively, and utterly delicious. It is. Yeah, you agree? You think it's right from a wine perspective? Singularity is a celebration of power of blending, a true embodiment of the idea. The whole is often greater than some of its parts. This is wonderful copy. Guess what? What? Written by chat, GPT. <gasps> How do you know? It says on the back, text by chat, GBT. Oh, go you people. I love that. I know a lot of people don't, but oh, okay. I think it's super cool. So I'm just reading this. The singularity, also known as an intelligence explosion, refers to a hypothetical point in the future when artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence and creates a super intelligence that neither – it nor humans can control. With the recent developments in AI, the singularity must surely now be closer than ever. Dave wanted to explore these themes with the packaging of this one-off wine and use the current AI tools to create the label image, the tasting note on the back label of the wine, and this press release. It is intended to generate discussion and is not the beginning of a trend. Oh, my God, I love this so much. (laughs) That is clever. This is so down my alley. I think it's wonderful. I can't believe this label was created by AI. That is very, How fantastic is it? It's brilliant. And the text is wonderful. I know robots are freaking everyone out, but, I mean, let's just look at what they can do. It's kind of like, it's kind of cool, right? Wow. And the wine is great. 
Well, packaging's great. Copy's great. Wine's delish, and that's what I'm more interested in. But you as a marketer, I, I mean, Obsessed. I've got to say hats off. That is singularly the most interesting wine we've tasted this year. Yes, it is. Just in terms of yep. whole package. Yep, as a whole package. like That's brilliant. I'm not sure if Squill did anything else this year. Yeah, well done, City Winery. Well done. Mel's Melbourne bringing you saying. I'm obsessed. Can I be your next chat, GPT? This is going, can I be your next chat, GPT? <laughs> the point is they don't need humans. Well, I know, but you could you could do you could have written that. That is very, very, yeah. very clever. It's um it's fantastically written. But what's so lovely is it's a natural wine. You know, it's a wine product that's delicious and yummy and no robot can make that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Well, it is nice. At this point. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yet. No, this Just is. Just right. mm. From what I understand from AI, it's not creative. It's regurgitative. Oh, no, no, nah, no. Nah, it's getting more and more creative. It's okay. getting scary creative, to be honest. Okay, you're out of a job now, but I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We've probably run over time. And- no, we're doing pretty well. Um, but what are we doing next week? Next week, um, we're doing low intervention wines. Now, it's a really nebulous term. You rolled your eyes, as you said. <laughs> well, it is. We, we, there was much discussion generated at the at Dan Murphy's last night as I was looking for wines. I wanted to get wines. People say, well, you should have gone to Black Hearts and Sparrow to get the wines. Yes. Well, no, because if this is a thing – yeah. It has to be broadly available yep. across the nation. Yes. So that's why I deliberately went to Dan's. what's available. What's yeah. available. Amazing selection. But mm-hmm. as we discussed, no real definition, but I have a couple of – one that was sent to us by David Lowy mm-hmm. from Mudgee, which is kind of what started this discussion. Um, but I've got a couple of no-sulfite wines, one of which is from France. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll be back talking about all the variations of low intervention wines. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, make sure you're following our Instagram. Um, But until then, enjoy your next glass one. And drink well.